like many of you, growing up can be frustrating. And personally, as someone who split their time between India and the United States, saw a bit of the world, had all these ideas at a very young age, wanted to implement them, like any other young person would. And obviously it starts off very inconsequential, right? Frivolous. It's like, can I do this? No, you're too young. But the older I got, um, the more I wanted to implement and do things, whether that was helping out, whether it was, you know, trying to make a change, I would always get hit with a no. So the whole concept of you being too young, too much of a child to do something. And I think a lot of people now in that Gen Z generation are genuinely proving everyone wrong, <laughs> including those above them. But when I was growing up, there wasn't enough access. There wasn't too many of people my age really out there. So we would hear it a lot. There wasn't too many opportunities and avenues, to be honest. If we wanted to prove ourselves, that is the pushback we would get. And I grew up with that. I grew up with everything that I tried to do, I was too young for. Everything that I wanted to do, I was too immature for, or not prepared, not experienced, not old enough. And that bothered me a lot. And that's what really made me passionate about young people trying to understand, you know, why can't we do the things that other people do and are applauded for and applauded for? Why can't we? That's kind of, I guess, the drive that I had when I was in, you know, post my teens and trying to navigate college. And I remember that while doing this, I also thought about why young people weren't advancing in many fields. The main one being politics. I was, was interested in India's electoral democracy and politics in general. I remember it was during <laughs> finals week at NYU and I was sitting in our library and instead of studying I just it stumbled upon I think something related to the Indian Constitution in essence while I was supposed to be studying for my final the next day I just started learning more about the age of candidacy within India and also all over the world and I remember looking into how many young people were actually represented in parliament and then realizing that most of these people were from specific political families. Like, so it was just that rabbit hole that I just kept looking on. I was like, wow, this needs to change. And as soon as, you know, that summer hit, I started trying to create this and make this into a reality. And talking about Young India Foundation, our Y25 campaign, which is what it was at first. I toured Delhi, Bombay, Bangalore, Chennai, and all these urban areas, and I realized that with the petition, but also the awareness that we were trying to bring, it wouldn't make an impact if we didn't go to places and also rule India. My Hindi is very weak, it's Gamjor. So I had to, you know, teach myself Hindi a bit more. I remember going to this very small village and somehow 50 people had gathered up because one of the Sarpanches had gotten a call from a, you know, person who was at Kurukshetra University, someone who had heard of YF, and they were connected to the Sarpanch, and he had gotten all the villagers together to hear me, and like, 50 people was a huge for rural India for this kid, like, who knows, no one. I remember going into that talk, and I always mess up in my uh, workshop, so it was impressive that people were staying along, and I am Haryanavi. My parents are from Haryana, so I would try to put in a few Haryanavi words to kind of ease the tension. They probably just laughed at me but I tried to make sure that 
they could understand in theory that the need for representation and why we need to decrease the age of candidacy to get more young people. And I think it absolutely went awful. No one I felt was listening and I had pit stains, sweat stains everywhere. And that was that. I shut my computer off and I was like, I was just going to leave. And this one young individual comes up to me and he says, I liked your presentation, but I have a few questions for you. And I said, of course. And he goes, you know, you talk a lot about getting young people into politics. Well, what can you do for me? And I was confused. I was like, are you asking something from me? Like, what do you, what is this? This isn't transactional. And he was like, I'm interested in politics, but who will allow me? Uh, my family won't, my, you know, my village won't, my, my caste, my society won't. We sat down and we just started talking about how he had these dreams to at least become a bunch and he wanted to contest last year, I think, or two years ago, whenever it was before. And he couldn't because they just wouldn't allow him because they said he was too young. And I think that rung uh, a lot. And that while everyone would deliver a lecture about, you know, being sensible, responsible, and doing stuff for society, no one actually empowered him or gave him the ability to do so. And I felt that. I could visibly just be like, wow, this is amazing. When he said, what will you do to help me? And I drew a blank. I was like, what am I doing? I'm going around giving lectures and talking about how we need to be participating, but what are we truly doing to help people? And I realized we weren't doing much at all. This was an issue. And the more I got into conversations with him, and the more that, you know, I had kind of built up the information that I was like touring and, and giving lectures and talking to people, I realized that there's a systemic noose around young people when it comes to contesting in India's electoral democracy. You have a noose of your family, your society, and sadly, most importantly, the most defining and most restrictive is the actual system of politics, meaning it's then exactly within that conversation that I decided that I wanted to help this individual out. And, you know, it was his conversation and many like him who have also thought about this that really planted the seed and provoked it to a point where we just knew that we had to help, that it wasn't enough to just lecture and talk. It was that we had to supplement this by ensuring that we could help them. And I remember having so many conversations and trying to break down exactly where was the need. And that need that we had in those conversations is exactly the structure here and there of Young India Foundation and what we do. The electoral work of what we do and help candidates stems off of that specific conversation. He said that forget the money, he needed support from his surrounding areas or village or houses, etc. He said that he needed help in his nomination paperwork. He said that he needed help in campaigning and devising a strategy that would help. And most importantly, he wanted more ideas of how he could really help if he had this position. All those things that he and I spoke about that day, we replicated within the structure of YF and helped so many young candidates post using that same structure. The seed of getting young people to participate was planted by my conversations and my experiences, but the framework of what Young India Foundation is now is planted by a conversation with this young man who had the audacity to dream, you know, ensure that he could play a part in his village's success, politics, and genuinely helping people at a local grassroots level. And we've just replicated that. Conversations do change things. Conversations do impact us. And conversations really do pave the future of what we in our professional and personal lives do.